listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ted Shuttlesworth back with you again this week on the podcast. I'm so glad you guys are listening. I really appreciate it. And um, it's been awesome to hear how many responses we're getting from people who are listening to the podcast every single week, recommending it to other people. And I'm getting a lot of messages from people just saying, thanks for doing these. My faith is encouraged. I'm hearing things from the word I've never heard before. And that's what we want to do is we want to not only build your faith, but open up the eyes of your understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and let God give you wisdom and revelation about things maybe you've never heard before and, uh, and cause you to, your spirit to be strengthened that way. And uh, so before we jump into the podcast today, share this with somebody, let them know uh, about the podcast, whether you screenshot it and uh, share it on social media, or if you text somebody and let them know uh, about the podcast, we appreciate all of you that are getting the word out and letting people know about the word of God that we're putting out every single week. And uh, I'm excited for that. Also, we just launched last week, IGTV, if you didn't know, uh, Instagram released something called Instagram television or IGTV. Um, and it's something that once you update your Instagram app, you can see up in the right hand corner up by messages, you'll see that little TV icon and you can click on there if you haven't done that already and check out, um, you know, content from other people that are on Instagram that you follow. And we're launching something every week called faith in five, where we're building your faith, uh, every single week with five minutes, uh, of teaching from the word of God on IGTV exclusively. So you won't be able to find that content anywhere else. And we started uh, last week with uh, five benefits of reading your Bible on a daily basis. Five things that take place uh, when you read your Bible uh, on a weekly basis. But for the next two weeks, my wife Carolyn is doing an IGTV takeover and she's going to be doing uh, a message this week and next week. So you're not going to want to miss that. So if you've not connected with us on Instagram, I want to encourage you to follow us. My name is uh, Ted Shuttlesworth at Ted Shuttlesworth is my username on Instagram. And we'll be posting those every single week plus extra content. This week, we're here with my cousin Jonathan Shuttlesworth uh, in Asbury Park, New Jersey for the first festival of of life of the year and uh, met with great resistance because the devil hates uh, the gospel going forward. And uh, it's been a powerful crusade already. We were already two days into it and we've had uh, uh, over 200 souls saved. It has been phenomenal. Uh, the LGBTQ community has tried their hardest to oppose the crusade. Uh, and have not been able to succeed. So they, the protest is completely shut down. Uh, the first night they tried their best to stop us. Uh, and after that, I think last night we had maybe two protesters show up. So it just completely frustrated the plans of the devil. And by force, we're taking souls for the kingdom of God. And it's been awesome to see what God's doing. But as I've been looking at you know, what's going on around the world, and particularly in the United States of America, uh, and as you saw in the title that we're, we're going to be talking about this today, that we've got to make a choice as believers where we're going to stand for the things of God. One of the things that's so important, I mean, throughout scripture, I mean, you look throughout scripture, God 
always makes a clear mark in the sand and wants a clear-cut picture of who is on his side and who is not on his side. And, and, and that's where I feel the danger of this camouflage Christianity. And I'll define that for you. If you're listening, you're not quite sure what I mean by camouflage Christianity. What I mean by that is people who say they love the Lord, say they serve God, but they never will take a stand on issues of our culture, of things that are going on in, in this nation, other nations. They won't take a clear stand behind what the Bible says because they don't want to offend people. They don't want to insult people. They don't want people to feel angry with them. They want everybody to like and accept them. But see, understand clearly that is not what Christianity is about. Christianity by no means, let me just make this so very clear. Christianity by no means has anything to do with making sure people like you. Quite the opposite. The Bible says that the gospel preached is an offense unto many. So when the truth is proclaimed with boldness and in love, it will still offend the spirit of this world. An antichrist spirit is not going to like the gospel being preached or the truth of God's word going forward. They're going to hate it. There's always going to be an antichrist spirit and agenda alive in the world. There's been one since the beginning of time, and that has never changed. In fact, the Bible says that in the last days, that there will be a, a deception on the minds of men and the hearts of many will grow cold and many will fall away from the true faith. And furthermore, the Bible says that people will have itching ears and they'll only want to hear false doctrine or what the Bible calls doctrines of devils that will appease what their flesh wants to hear. They will not want to hear true spiritual doctrine. They'll not want to hear the true teaching of God's word, but they'll trade it for a lie which is what many people have already begun to do. They've traded the truth of God's word for a lie. But understand, as we come closer to the return of Jesus Christ, now more than ever, we need a group of believers on the earth that are not ashamed to take a clear-cut stance for what the Bible teaches and says, standing for what Jesus taught and what we want uh, to see take place in this earth, God's agenda taking place. So, uh, you know, you see these things happen. You know, all you listen, let's just go all the way back to Exodus. Exodus 32, Moses, inspired by God, says it like this Who is on the Lord's side? Come here and stand with me. So he makes a clear cut in the camp. Who is on the Lord's side? I mean, if you are, if you're on God's side, then come over to this side of the line and stand with me and let's make a clear picture in our camp of people who stand for God and will not go back on what God wants, his agenda, what he stands for. Don't be camouflaged. We're not trying to hide the fact that we serve God. We're not trying to water down the fact that we serve God. If you serve him, come here and stand with me who is on the Lord's side. And then when Joshua transitions into leadership from Moses, it goes from Moses to Joshua. In fact, the Bible teaches us that Moses laid his hands upon Joshua and imparted the ability to lead the people of Israel forward. Joshua did the same thing. He said it this way in the book of Joshua. He said, choose this day who you're going to serve. 
Choose this day. Will you serve God or will you continue to serve the gods of your forefathers? Will you choose to serve idols and images that were created by men? Make a choice and choose this day who you'll serve. I feel like saying that to many people I meet in this generation today. Make a choice. Who will you serve? Are you going to serve this culture? Are you going to serve the spirit of Antichrist? Are you going to try to appease the spirit of Antichrist in this world? Well, you know, brother, you know, we, we do we do church in such a way, you know, that everybody's welcome and that nobody feels left out and that nobody feels isolated. And, you know, and what they really mean is they preach such a weak gospel that people could sit in their church living in total sin for five years and never feel the conviction to change. Because if you don't stand for anything, if you won't stand for the truth of God's word, then the anointing of God's spirit will not be on your preaching. If you're going to preach a diluted message that waters down the truth and power of God's word, you look through the scripture, you'll never find somebody that God inspired to speak the truth from heaven that ever diluted it based on what the culture was doing. I mean, that is the exact opposite of what every man of God in the Bible did. Moses didn't go that, you know, Pharaoh, I understand that you have God's people in slavery, but, you know, I feel like in the current culture, slavery is just not the trend anymore. And, you know, listen, I'd like to encourage you, maybe just let a few of them go. You know, you can keep the majority, but, you know, just a a show of good faith, Pharaoh, if you would just let a few go, just to kind of show people you're a good guy. I mean, you know, Pharaoh, in my opinion, you just don't have the right PR people because I know your heart, you're a good guy at heart, you know, so I would just want to encourage you if you just let a few, no, Moses went into the court of Pharaoh and commanded him, let God's people go and drew a line in the sand. This is what God wants. This is what you're doing. And you are in opposition to the most high God. Pharaoh did not mix words, mince words. He stood there and declared the truth of God's word to the face of the most powerful man on the earth at the time without fear, uh, uh, you know, of being uh, killed, murdered, whatever. He didn't care what the consequences were. He trusted God's on my side. This is what God wants done. And this is what I'm going to say. See, we, we let me just explain something to you that really is is horrible. In this generation that we live, we live in what I call a social media mentality generation. And what that means is social media has uh, set us up to think in a certain way. More than ever before, we want our actions to all be set up for the approval of others. That's what social media has done to everybody. People want to make sure that everything they put out there is something that can be liked, hearted, thumbs up, shared by other people because they like it. And if they find out they've put something out there that people don't like, disagree with, no matter how much they believe it, they'll go down and take their posts down or delete what they said. Well, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. If it's your opinion, that's one thing. If you're saying something that you believe from God's word, it's a completely different thing. You know, God's word is absolute. It's not fluid. You know, God's word is not fluid. It doesn't change based on like what year you're reading it. God's word was true in 32 AD, it's still true in 2018 AD. 
You understand, God's word was true in 462 BC. It's still true in 2018. God's word's not fluid. It's locked in. It is settled and it, it is black and white. God's word is what it is. It doesn't change when culture changes. He's like, you know, there's, there's these preachers just because of something passed by uh, uh, the Supreme Court. Well, you know, we need to rethink now that it's legal, we need to rethink how our church deals with gay marriage. And now that it's the law of the land, you know, we don't want to be offensive to people. And we need to rethink how we speak about homosexuality. The Bible's not doesn't get, you know, rethought every 10 years, every 100 years. Well, we need to make a revision. God's not in heaven making revisions to his word because culture changed. You know, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The culture had changed to worship the king. And a king, you read Daniel chapter three, Daniel chapter, you go, you go through the book of Daniel, read about these three men read about Daniel. The culture had changed to worship the king. So the king decided to build a statue of himself and put it out so that thousands of people could bow down in front of it. And the culture had changed, but God's word had not changed. God's people are not called to worship other things or other people. So when it came time for the, the people to play their uh, instruments and everybody in the nation to bow down to the statue of the king, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not conforming to the culture of the time, remained standing when everybody else bowed down. They remained standing. I mean, to the death penalty. To the death penalty when everybody else bowed down. They didn't say, well, you know, it's just the way our country, it's the culture of our country, really. You know, we still love God in our hearts. You know, but everybody else is kind of doing this and we don't want to make waves. You know, we want Christianity to be accepted, you know, in the culture, not look like we're a bunch of nut jobs. So we're going to kind of go with the flow. No, they remain standing at the threat of death. And the king liked them so much already. He called them in thinking they'd made some kind of mistake and said, look, you must not have understood the instructions. The instructions were when you hear the music play, bow down and worship my image in the statue. And they said, no, king, I don't think you understand. We'll never bow down to your image. We serve God and God alone. And he alone is who gets our worship. I don't care what you command. I don't care what the culture is. I don't care what's being done by everybody around me. I'm not bowing down to you just because you say so because there's a higher authority than you the word of the king and it's the word of god i don't care what is passed i don't care what legislation is passed i don't care what is said let me tell you i'll say it as 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 boldly as this i don't care look the same happened in daniel's day if it became illegal in america to be a pentecostal holy ghost filled christian i would continue to be a pentecostal holy ghost filled christian if it was illegal to preach uh you know which we may be getting close to that place where legislation will be passed against hate speech and then they can define hate speech as anything read from god's word that defines homosexuality as a sin that's already been done in other countries by the way that's already done in Canada to where at the first time you do it, you get a warning. The second time you get a a fine from the government and the third time you go to jail. That's all. So it's not like it's not Pakistan. It's Canada. And it's already been done in Canada to where, you know, hate speech is punishable by fines and jail time. And they define Romans chapter one as hate speech. So if you're preaching against homosexuality and that it's a sin in Canada, you're doing so against the laws of the land. 
If you think that they're not going to try to bring that to the United States of America, you've lost your mind. We are living in a day where an antichrist spirit and agenda is trying to be pushed upon everybody in the world before Jesus comes back. And we need to make up our minds as Holy Ghost filled believers. I do not care what the culture is. I don't care what everybody else is doing. God's word is true and remains the same no matter where everybody else goes or what they do. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told the king, doesn't matter what you do. He said, I'll throw you in a furnace and I'll turn it up seven times hotter and you'll be killed if you don't do it. I'd rather die than bow my knee to somebody who's not God, the almighty Jehovah. And that's what they did. They heated the furnace seven times hotter and they they got thrown in And the Bible says the the fire was so hot that it leapt out of the furnace and killed the guards that were throwing them in, but inside their, their shackles burnt up and they were walking around inside the fire and could not be killed because they put God first. It became illegal to pray to God in Daniel's day. You could only legally pray to the king. Daniel said, I could care less that I'm a dignitary. I don't care that I hold a governmental position. You know, there's, there's preachers that are so foolish, they think that, you know, people in government care, you know, what, what they have to, well, you know, I'm on the, I'm also on the city board, city council. And I, I, you know, they let me pray at these city events. You know, we just can't use, obviously we can't use the name of Jesus, but I can still say God. They don't give a crap. They're there. They have you there as the token preacher supporting what the government wants to do. They don't care that you're a Holy Ghost filled Christian. You're, you know, people are there. They don't even realize they're there as a mockery. It's like having the token diversity group. You know, you have one African-American, one Latin American, one Anglo-American, one Catholic priest, one Muslim, one preacher. You know, it's just there for diversity's sake. They don't give a crap. And then what ends up happening is that these preachers uh, begin to, and I'm, I'm not naming names or anything, but we've seen this happen to where preachers now won't stand up for what God's word says because it'll compromise their position on city council or it'll compromise their position in that they hold with some group in the government. Who cares about that? If you can't even stand for what God's word teaches and says, you're not a preacher to begin with. If you hold your position in government or, you know, whatever you're on some council or on some kind of a committee. And if you hold that in higher regard, then you're calling from God. You're not worthy of your calling from God. That may sound harsh, but people have put things in the wrong place order of priority and they hold natural things at a higher level than they hold spiritual things. There's no legislation in the world that can change the hearts of men. You can take away guns. You can make sex trafficking illegal. You can make drugs illegal. You can make any evil thing illegal and people will still do it and are doing it now. You think people aren't taking drugs around the world because drugs are illegal? I mean, our nation is experiencing an opioid epidemic that states don't even know what to do about. You say, well, I don't understand how they're getting it. Heroin's illegal. Yes, but people are still doing it because legislation doesn't change the hearts of men. It's only the gospel of Jesus Christ that can change the hearts of men. And there's been an issue 
in our generation that people hold natural things above spiritual things to the detriment of an entire generation. Let me give you an example from scripture. The Bible says that when they brought in God's people and, and, and they said, now listen, there are people in, in, in this land that don't serve God, but I'm going to give you an instruction. Don't intermarry with them. And when you go in, tear down their temples, tear down their statues, tear down their shrines and don't have anything to do with them. The Bible says God's people moved into the land and didn't listen to those instructions and intermarried with those people, did not tear down their temples, didn't tear down their altars or their statues. And in only one generation later, one generation, the children of those people, the Bible says they grew up not knowing the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It only takes one generation that won't stand for the things of God. What one generation tolerates, the next generation will celebrate. What one generation tolerates, the next generation will celebrate. If you've got a generation that just coming up right now that just tolerates all of these evil things in America, Canada, and around the world, the next generation, and listen to me, I've seen it already with my own eyes. I've seen pastors' kids, preachers' kids that have a completely different worldview than their parents do because their parents didn't put a a priority on getting their children filled with the Holy Ghost, saved, living for God. I mean, what good does it do to lead an entire ministry, but your children aren't even on fire for God? So you have the next generation that's rising up that doesn't care about the things of the father or the mother, doesn't care about the ways of the grandfather or grandmother. Why? Idols were not properly torn down. Temples were not properly torn down. And there was not a guarding of relationships to keep people in a place where they would honor the God of their father and mother. And we've got camouflage Christians running around America, Canada, North America, because they want to keep everybody in the place. Well, I just want people to have a good testimony about me and my life. I don't care if people like me or not. I don't care. The Bible, in fact, says, beware when all men speak well of you. Beware when all men speak well of you. I could care less. Jesus told his disciples plainly, you're going to go, you're going to go to places and preach in cities that are not going to receive anything you say. You're going to go in, you're going to perform miracles, signs and wonders and preach the gospel. And when you're done, the city will still not receive you. He said, when you come to a city like that, shake the dust off of your feet and go somewhere else. He didn't say stay there and pound your head against a wall for the next 10 years. He said, shake the dust off of your feet. He said, remove or revoke your blessing from the house you're staying in and go somewhere else with the message. So even Jesus told his disciples, not everybody's going to receive what you say. He didn't say preach it in such a way that everybody loves you when you're done. He said, tell the truth, raise the dead, cast out devils, heal the sick. Freely you've received, freely give. He didn't say give it in such a way, you know, that everybody loves you when you're done and everybody accepts your message. No, he plainly told them they hated me before they met you. And because they hated me, they will hate you. There will be people who operate with an antichrist agenda that will hate you. Not because of you, but because of what you stand for. They don't even know you. They don't know the ins and outs of your life. They know what platform you stand on. They know that you stand for the word of God and the things of God, and they'll hate you because of it. And that's how it should be. Beware when all people speak well of you. In fact, if people aren't angry about what you're saying, you're probably not saying it strong enough. If they're not angry about what you're doing, you're probably not doing it boldly enough. 
I was so excited recently when I went and had several people direct me and I found several uh, lists on Facebook where they had included my name on the false prophets list. Now I got so happy. I got so, I didn't go like go into like speed tongues and intercessory prayer. Like, Oh God, there's a getting a wrong view of my ministry. I'm not a false prophet. I'm a true prophet. No, I didn't, you know, I got excited because that finally people are starting to get angry about the things I'm preaching and teaching and broadcasting. I want the spirit of this world to be angry about what I'm doing for the Lord. And you need to be the same. We need to draw a line in the sand and declare who will stand on God's side. Stop being uh, uh, worried whether or not people will like, you know, or they're going to think I'm a religious fanatic. Good. They should think that you're so involved in what God has planned for your life that it's too much. We need to draw a line in the sand. You know, everybody else has come out of the closet. It's time for Christians to do the same. Who cares that you've labeled it prayer closet? Come out and be counted with God's people. Who's on the Lord's side? Who is on God's side? Come and stand on this side of the line and stand tall. And don't be ashamed of what you believe. Stand tall, stand proud, stand bold that you have the favor of God in your life. And don't be upset because people don't like it. Be happy that people don't like it. It's not like we're trying to go through our life not without any enemies. We need enemies. Did you know there's promises in the word of God that can't even be fulfilled in your life until you get enemies? The Bible says in Psalm 23 and verse 5, God promised, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your cup will run over. I, I can't even have that fulfilled until people start becoming my enemies for what I stand for. There's blessings in the Bible that God didn't even release to people until he saw that they were hated. Look at Rachel. The Bible says Jacob married Rachel and Leah because he was tricked. And Leah began to have many children. And that's how women, their, their value in, that, in those days was determined on childbearing. So when Leah started producing all these children, she was automatically loved by the culture. But Rachel was barren and could have no children. But the Bible says that when God saw that she started to be hated because she had no children, she, he opened up her womb and began to give her children. God didn't even release a blessing to her until he saw that she was hated by other people. So we need people that are standing against. You know, there are blessings. Blessed when other people speak persecution against you. There's a blessing that comes. When God sees people are opposing you, God specifically said to Abraham, and by the way, it is Abraham's blessing that we're standing under because of Christ today. Read Galatians chapter three. And the Bible says, God told Abraham, I will personally bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. So God knows very well that there will be people that try to curse you for standing on his side. He said, don't you worry about it. I will take the responsibility. I'll curse those who curse you and I'll bless those that bless you. It is time for us to stop caring what people think and stop trying to water down the message of Christianity and try to be so, you know, just because you tell the truth doesn't mean you have to be loved by everyone. We tell the truth in love. We preach the truth in love. We don't hate anybody, but there will be people that hate us. And that's fine. It's okay. It's prophecy being fulfilled. Don't get discouraged because people speak evil of your life or ministry. Don't get upset because people have evil things to say about you as a believer. Get excited because it means you're doing enough for God that it's stirring up an antichrist spirit wherever you are.
I'm going to close this podcast today by praying for you and asking God to give you a supernatural boldness to begin to stand for the things of God, who, not caring about the way culture's going or what's going on around the world, but standing on God's word and knowing it's true and my life will be aligned with the mighty word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person listening to this podcast today. They will never be a camouflage Christian in the mighty name of Jesus. They will stand on the Lord's side in the open and be counted for God and stand for the agenda and plans of God on the earth. Lord, give us supernatural boldness to proclaim the gospel and to see souls saved, and to live a holy life that's pure and acceptable unto you. We thank you for that. We thank you that you've always kept a remnant of people on the earth that are loyal to you. And your word declares that your eyes are searching to and fro across the earth for people whose hearts are loyal to you. And when you find them, you always show up and show yourself strong and mighty on their behalf. So let that be the story of every person listening to the podcast today. In Jesus' mighty name, show up where they are as they stand for you and loyal to you and show yourself strong and mighty on their behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, somebody send me a message. Let me know that this podcast is blessing you. Uh, And I want to encourage you, if you haven't followed us once again on Instagram, go and follow us there. Once a week, Faith in Five is coming out on Instagram exclusively on IGTV. It'll bless you. Listen, if you've not yet got a chance to check out Miracle Word University, our online training course, it's extremely affordable, only $69 per course, and it's about five hours of teaching for each course. It will bless you. I want to encourage you to go check those courses out at MiracleWordU.com. MiracleWordU.com. It will build your faith and equip you to do what God's called you to do with power and anointing. I love you guys. Listen, until next week, don't forget, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll talk to you next week. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 